Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. We're definitely going to get into some nerdy stats today because we've got a very special guest with us, along with our two other uh, normal uh, co-hosts. But ultimately... um, just want to talk to you today about the podcast who we're sponsored by and we are uh, brought to you today by Tervis, tervispromos.com. Uh, hashtag take your Tervis. It's another way that they use social media to promote the sustainability. Uh, you've got four ocean, uh, four ocean partnership. Tervis partnered with four oceans for a, a beach cleanup on Siesta Key and according to four oceans, which does the cleanups year round and across the world, uh, there was, uh, there, it was their largest turnout with uh, 1,343 registered participants and here's what they were able to collect and count. It's kind of crazy. 144 straws, okay? 5,877 cigarettes, 463 plastic bottles, 187 plastic cutlery, 355 plastic bags, 234 plastic slash foam cups, 1,346 bottle caps. That's a lot of plastic and a lot of cigarettes. And uh, so listen, they're passionate about the oceans and they care about the creatures who call it home. So they're committed to making it a better place. And they have been for 72 years, not because it's trendy or helps sell tumblers, but because it's the right thing to do. So you guys really should check out servicepromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Check out what they're doing there with that partnership and all of their great products. Uh, so as I mentioned, I am joined today by three other folks. And uh, first of all, we'll say hi to Stephen McFadden at Perfect Promotions and more. How the hell are you today, Stephen? Hey, man, doing well. Excited to, excited to be back. I'm I, I, was, I was sad to, to miss you guys last week, but I'm here. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad you're, uh, you're back with us as well. You know, we can, we could always use that fourth voice. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and you know, we didn't have the, we didn't have the distributor perspective last oh, week. Oh, I shaved. <laughs> okay. That is that what it is? It really yeah, interrupted us was Meg Erber, no longer our favorite Meg. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Meg, SMS Activewear, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah, this, this is where you actually open. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, it was a rough week in fantasy football again this week, Jeff. I lost my other league by 0.3 Ooh. points. It's just a disgrace. Yeah. I, I don't even Tony know what, what's going on. I lost to Tony Lametti. You lost someone who doesn't even set their lineup. I think that's Tony's like first <laughs> victory this year. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on with my team, but hey, we'll save that for another conversation. All right. I won both my leagues, so I'm, I'm excited. Was, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on with 2020, but it is affecting football and definitely affecting fantasy football. So any, any of you other guys that are, that are out there listening, you know what we're talking about. Uh, we're also joined today by uh, a very special guest, basically uh, ASI and in, embodied, right? Like Michelle Bell, loyalty <laughs> ASI, basically the cog that makes the wheel tick. Uh, Michelle Bell, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. And thank you for that uh, very nice introduction, Jeff. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Glad to glad to have you. I'm, I'm 
glad you were able to to you know wake up on time to to have the podcast because Lord knows we were we were all up late last night I'm sure for uh, watching closely to see what happened with, what would happen with the election but um, ultimately Michelle what we like to do here it's tradition to give our special guest uh, a rough three to four minutes to introduce yourself tell us who you are how you got started in the promotional products industry and uh, what you're up to lately give us the scoop on Michelle Bell <laughs> well thank you uh, first of all I will admit right off the bat that I was one of those crazy people that was up till 4 30 in the morning by the way not that anything was happening nothing was happening nothing was changing it's just I couldn't look away so yeah, 4.30 in the morning, and I finally called it quits after that. And it's, I think it's just because I, no matter what election it is, I just love the political process. So I'm very kind of engaged in that. And I just, I can't look away, honestly. But in answer to your question, Jeff, I've been at ASI for about 24 years. And I oversee the editorial team, the special events team, and the education team. And the special events team um, is a little bit different than the ASI show group. Special events is like the counselor banquet, the Power Summit, things like that. So I have um, three very, very strong teams behind me that, that you know, do all the heavy lifting and I just kind of, you know, keep everything flowing along. But yeah, so that's basically, that's, the, the master <laughs> that's supposed of to be like a puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's it in a nutshell. I mean, you know, I spend most of my time with editorial, as you guys can imagine, because you live it. Uh, Steven is a distributor, you and Meg is suppliers. 2020 has been um, interesting AF, and from a news standpoint, it, it doesn't stop, right? So my editorial team is just going constantly, and it was, of course, much worse in the beginning, just trying to keep up with everything. The ground was constantly shifting, as you guys know, so it's been a lot, you know, and, and of course, from the event standpoint, you know, what's canceling, what's virtual, who's having what, it's, it's been a handful. It's been a challenge. <laughs> That wine behind me, if you guys can see it, comes in handy. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say there's I only see one bottle in the background. That's hardly a war. Oh no. There's <laughs> there's like a whole case there. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, listen, I know the topic for today is, uh, is promo and politics, uh, you know, duly noted, uh, or, or I guess I should say uh, well-timed, uh, you know, with the election uh, taking place yesterday. We're not going to get into politics or policy or anything like that. So if you're listening, don't tune off because you don't want to hear it. You're done with it. You're over it. I get it. We all are too. Uh, but we're going to talk about promotional products in politics and sort yep. of how we've seen, uh, you know, promotional products really drive a lot of campaigns. And, you uh, you know, as we talked about some nerdy news, uh, Michelle's got a lot of great nerdy news for us. You know, when it comes to stats and data, as far as promo goes in politics, we're going to get into that. But hopefully, we'll be able to dive into some other questions about ASI and some of the decision making and stuff like that as well. If you guys don't mind, I don't mind. Whatever you'd like to ask. Sweet, Meg. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you ask uh, first questions. Yeah, why not? Myself? Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to keep you on your toes. No, that's fine. Okay. Well, um, okay. So Michelle, uh, let's talk about, um, you were talking about stats earlier when we were, when we were in the pre-interview and you were talking about how the difference of what each, you know, uh, I'm going to call them candidate. Candy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are, I'm like, my head's all messed up because the bachelorette was supposed to come on last night, and I'm like, I, I saw your post. I saw the post and I laughed and I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it was like mostly guys that replied to that too, by the way, if you noticed. <laughs> um, 
candidate had spent on uh, on promo. Let's talk about that. Like, I want you to dive into it. I don't want to take the you know spotlight from that. Sure. So here's what I would say. You know, and I showed you guys this from way back when. Promo has always right. We we know this. Always played an important role with um, political campaigns. You know, every year, especially during the presidential cycles, we see a bump in the industry in sales. So typically about two to 3%, you can guarantee comes along with that. This year, of course, is, is an off year because of COVID. But, you know, I had this, I brought this out for you guys. My mom is deceased, but this was one of her favorite mugs. And it's from the 1968 presidential campaign from Bobby Kennedy. And it truly, I think it's the first promo piece I can ever remember seeing in my house. But I will say this, say what you will about Donald Trump, but I can't think of a candidate in recent history who has leaned into the total power of promo like he has, but it's more than that. If you look at the sheer volume, that's one thing, but he managed to find a way, which honestly was brilliant, to make the red MAGA hat so iconic. And it just has this, you know, he, he made it that it was so brand personal to people. And I think that going forward, if candidates don't do that, I think they will. I think that they've seen what a huge success that is and how people identify themselves with that hat that, you know, that's just where we're gonna be from now on. So I think as popular as promo has been, it's going to continue to be and even more so. So to Jeff's point, here comes the nerdy part about the nerdy <laughs> stats. I had uh, CJ Minnick and I dove into some FAC, Federal Election Commission stats this morning. So President Trump has spent overall for his candidacy for the election about, and I'm gonna estimate here, $509 million. And 2.2% of that he spent on promo, which is about 11.2 million. So that's just his campaign. That's not anybody else buying merch, that's just his campaign. Conversely, uh, Joe Biden, his campaign has spent 790 million, but he has only spent 0.25% on promo, which is about 2 million. So you could make the case, look, this year the election cycle took a hit with promo, the, the conventions were different, you know, big gatherings, even though President Trump did continue to have big gatherings, they looked different, right? So what people were doing was they were sending kitted promo items to the big donors got promo, right? So things were still being sent out, but it was a little bit different. Where Donald Trump's people were smart, you know, I'm in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, which tends to lean blue, but they did pop-up stands, which again, I think is brilliant. And they had pop-up stands throughout Pennsylvania with Trump merch. So if there's his campaign doing their thing, and then there was the groundswell of support of people who really, again, leaned into the, to the MAGA items, which I think was, you know, again, politics aside, you really have to give it to the power of promo. These people, you know, Donald Trump spoke at an ASI show years ago. He certainly was not president. I think it was right when he started The Apprentice. And he's very, he is, he was then like he is now. We, we gave him all these notes before the thing. He didn't want to read any of it, but he came out. He was great. He nailed it. And he was like, I love promo. You don't have to tell me about promo. I got you. I've been using promo. I love it. So I can't help but think that the amount that he spent and the, the kind of excitement that he built around it was right from him. Do you, do you think looking at the, the data, I mean, obviously that's, you know, public information for, for both candidacies. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a reason that, you know, one, one group chose to lean in, especially how they knew how successful it was four years ago um, and the other did not. Do you think that's something, a trend that will continue where promo will kind of integrate itself into politics more? 
So two parts to that, Stephen. I would say I do think the trend will con will continue more simply because of how successful the Donald Trump's products have been in the MAGA products. When I did some research as to why Joe Biden's was so much lower, the 0.25%, yeah. it, it's because of how they chose to handle their campaign. So pre President mm. Trump continued True. to have large outdoor gatherings where he would give out signage and t-shirts and hats. And for a long time, pre uh, Vice President uh, Biden did not. Right. No events. So there's a huge disparity there, I think, to his detriment, frankly. What, what about four years ago? Is there any comparison to how that relates to four years ago to know? Um, I, I don't know if that's available. I mean, that's on the spot. Obviously. Well, sure. I mean, it's available on the, on the FEC filings. Oh, but okay. again, Donald Trump, you know, spent huge. There's a there's a, a distributor out of Louisiana, Ace Specialties. Are you guys familiar with her? Mm -hmm. Crystal Mafuz. Yep. She spoke at our Power Summit uh, yeah. <laughs> two, last year, two years ago. She is fantastic. She's this little supplier, a I mean, little distributor, and she's the one who does the MAGA hats yeah. for Donald Trump. And she was like, uh, you know, I was, I was on the brink of kind of my company wasn't doing great. And I met him and we, we hit it off. And, you know, I'm a supporter of his and I really believe in him. And it has changed my business. So, sure. Stephen, yeah. your question, you know, that to me was a tipping point in 16. Who didn't easily recognize those yeah. MAGA hats? Yeah, those hats, that style of hat is actually so popular right now. And not to be self-serving on this by any means, but we are literally are carrying three different hats this year that have that little beaded rope over it. And then like the foam, it's crazy how popular that style has come back. It's a very retro look. Mm -hmm. um, so my question to you is in general, before COVID hit, I think, and, and maybe you can kind of attest to this or not, in an election year, do you find that we're selling more USA-made products during election years? Yes, because the campaigns drive that. Exactly. What's okay. What's interesting, a little bit off topic, but you know, because of the data that I have, Nate Kuzma handles ASI's data, and my God, if that poor boy isn't in the fetal position by the end of this year, because every <laughs> two weeks, I like, give me new data, give me new data, give me new data. And he, he's pulling a lot. And what, what I wanted to know specifically was with COVID and with kind of everybody wanting to stop importing from China for the moment, if there was an uptick in made in the USA, because there certainly is a groundswell of sentiment for that. Mm -hmm. What I found was interesting. So you have end buyers saying, yes, it means a lot to us to have made in the USA products. We love that. We think we remember the advertisers more. And when we dug into the ESP searches from distributors, so the distributors buying for them, it was all, it's only 2% of searches is made in the US products. So I don't know what the disparity, you guys would know better than me. I mean, is it price? Is that where it's falling apart in the chain that when they come back and say what the price differential is? I don't know. I think that's a huge part of it. I think price is, I know, again, before COVID hit, when we were on different mindsets, I was trying to reach out to Belly Canvas to, to you know, hey, let's let's work on this. Like, let's amp up production on these USA-made styles. If you have the inventory, we will sell them. But then COVID hit, and it was like everyone repurposed their machines, and they were making masks, not focusing on T-shirts. And the next thing you know, it's November, and we're like, hey, <laughs> like that whole idea just went out the window. So I I I should have run those numbers before I I got on here, but I don't even know what I've done in the USA-made sector. I know that it is down just in general. I feel like. Um, just because the, the government people that were buying that stuff, the people that were buying that stuff just don't have the budgets right now, right. I, I think. So I don't know. It's tough. Look, yeah, it's, anecdotally, think... the, the, the spirit is there. People want yeah, to support 100%, it. Yeah, 100%.
Yeah, I think I think it's a lot of price, though. I mean, obviously, there's you know people you're hearing it more and more that there is certainly certainly a swell for for that movement, but ultimately, I think it does come down to price. Most of the time, like the only time I'm really seeing folks that are really stuck on USA Made is if it's Union, yeah. um, and I don't think that's changed. Like because of everything that's gone on, I think Union is going to be USA Made. It was USA Made before all of this all took place, so. Um, I, I think there is a bit of uptick, but then most of the time when people see the difference in price and then production capacity as well, because there's not nearly as much, you know, with, with the surge, I think, in demand uh, and with the reduced capacity, because there's not a lot of folks that are actually doing it, uh, you know, the production times are a lot longer as well. So uh, I think those both contribute, but I think it's mostly price. Hey, Michelle, um, you know, kind of looking into the, the data a little bit more, is there any types of products specifically, obviously, um, you mentioned the, the, the hats um, that tend to swell during election years or, you know. For that... sure. So you look at our friends at Gill, right, who do that fantastic mm -hmm. bumper sticker poll every, every four years. So, you know, you look at bumper stickers, signage. So, you know, when you're talking about a company like a Showdown Displays, you know, they, this, is, mm -hmm. this is their time to shine. Or a Lion Circle, anybody that's got the kind of uh, signage stickers, you know, the I Vote stickers that everybody got, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, of course, when you look again, when you look at a, a candidacy like President Trump's, where he gets the power of promo, I mean, he couldn't have been any more clear when he was on the stage at ASI. He loves the stuff. That's where he's really, he's really expanded the breadth, I think, of the products. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fun stuff like the T-shirts and, um, and some more trendy things like, like power banks and, and stuff like that. Where I'll give it to the, the Biden people, uh, you know, they tend to be behind the curve on this stuff. But that cockamamie fly swatter thing, a bit. they turned that around <laughs> fast. They did. Yeah. They came out Smart. with fly swatter fast. There was some really good things that would come out after debates, and they were like genius, like genius. I loved it. I mean, you have to enjoy that kind of stuff. You know, you have to be able to laugh at the stuff instead of being so focused on your hatred or your love for one party or the other. Like, and that, and at the end of this, honestly, I think that's what I would really like. No matter who wins, because I honestly I haven't even turned on the news today because my it's just my my anxiety isn't about who's going to win necessarily it's about how people are going to react. In either way, I think I'm someone that was very like affected really badly over the last six months emotionally, just with all the back and forth. It just hurts my soul. Like I want everyone to just get along, you know. So yeah, what, what the hell were the riots for last night, anyways? Because I heard that there was still I know a lot of cities boarded up and everything in preparation for the for the mass hysteria, but nothing nothing came to light yesterday so i don't understand why people were going to the streets anyways like just people i think people just want to revolt just to revolt like it's just kind of ridiculous but it is but like i said i haven't turned on the news so i don't even i don't know but crazy i don't know um i just think people it, have a lot of time on their hands these days jeff you know what i'm saying like yeah that's true they have a lot of extra time on their hands that's really yeah. true especially younger people you know they weren't in school like when i would see things on the news and it was always like these kids in their 20s and i'm like Oh my gosh, like go go read a book, get a job, something. I know. <laughs> yeah. And sort of similar to what you said Michelle about uh, you know or I'll, I'll I'll take it the way that you said it, you know, uh, take take what or say what you say what you will about Trump but and his his mask policies, but you know, if you look at the rallies there's a ton of MAGA and Trump masks. Absolutely. Wearing as well. So I think he's jumped on that as well, which is super super cool to see. I'm smart, very smart, yeah. you know. Very smart. And that um, here's uh, here's the captain of Segways coming in. Uh, I know that uh, ASI does impression studies every year and I, I actually yeah. love the impression studies that you guys do. I think it's one of the best things that ASI 
actually does each year. That's all Nate, the guy just, in the position. Thank you. I just saw the one. Well, <laughs> you should you should keep him, give him a raise, and all of those things uh, for sure. <laughs> it's really. But, I think it's it's such it's intangible, and it's so nice to have for everybody. You can see where things fall into place, and they make sense. And they're it's something you could. Go ahead. What were you saying, yeah. Jeff? No, I was, was just going to say, you, you guys had just put one out for, uh, for masks for 2020. And uh, there's a lot of interesting information in there. If you haven't seen it, I'd highly encourage you to go there uh, and, and to ASI's website and basically just look for that stuff because it's incredible info. Like the fact that 61% of consumers still don't have a logoed mask with everything that's happened this year and all of the orders that I've seen come through that Meg's seen come through and everybody else and their mother that's selling face masks out there, 61% of consumers still don't have a logo mask and everybody's giving up on face masks. Now they're done with it. They're tired of it. There's so much money. So much money. Yeah. I, I still, I mean, when I go into a place of business, I like, I don't like when I see everyone wearing something different because this is my, this is our industry, you know, like we want to see uniform. We want to see, you know, consistency. So when I go in somewhere and I see one person with a logoed mask and then like someone with a bandana, but it's like not even matching and then a paper mask, I would, I just as a uniform, the whole aspect of it, I would like to see everybody in the same. It just looks cleaner. And I, I don't know. I like that. I like that You're look. such a promo supplier, Meg. You're such a promo <laughs> supplier. I'm a nerd. I know. I personally, I, just... I personally like the people that use the rubber band and the paper towel. <laughs> I think it's super effective, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. So how about that, um, that company, that bakery, do you guys know about that bakery in, um, Hebron? so funny story. When I was a distributor, they were my client, Lochel's bakery. I did all of their promo. Um, that's, so that was crazy. And I was like, it's really good to see them doing something like this. And then like, really just they yeah, so if, you, if you're not okay. aware of what Meg's talking about, which you, you oh, probably sorry, yes. I think it made national news. Like there's apparently a big national news. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, they have predicted by cookie sales who <laughs> has won the presidency like very consistently. I don't know exactly what the stats were, but and they had they had like twice as many Trump cookies sold this year. Twice as many? Oh, for sure. Five times as many. Yeah. They sold 31,000 Trump cookies and like 5,000 cookies. But I don't think that really, I mean, it's just, it was neat that they found something that they yeah. could use to boost sales in yeah. an economy yeah. like this. Like that's amazing. And they, they got a lot of slack from, from, from some people, but they're using promo because they are, you know, cookies that they are making with the names on them and selling them. And it was just great. And it's fun and it's engaging. And that's what this is all about. It, it really is. is. And I got to tell you, so one of my, my favorite neighbor is, is a Trump supporter and she knows that I perhaps am not. And she brought me some cookies. And here's the thing. I, this girl doesn't turn down a cookie. So uh, it, it I was know. delicious. <laughs> they were good. I'll have to tell Kathleen. You, you almost don't want, you wonder if like eating the cookie means you don't like them or you like them. I don't, I, I haven't figured that out in my brain yet. So. <laughs> Uh, hey, so I, I do have a um no go ahead oh, go ahead go ahead i was no, just say it's <laughs> <laughs> you go first no, you go first stepping away from the microphone <laughs> sorry hey michelle kind of a um political and promo more of a point of view here yeah um you know i i know jeff and meg's opinion on this just because i've we've we've talked about it before but something that comes up pretty regularly on the one of the, the facebook pages and promo is you know XYZ candidate wants me to do their stuff and how do you feel about that right and there's always this 
well, you should do it or a dollar is a dollar. And then there's the people that are like, no, it's this. And mm-hmm. I always stay away from those conversations because I'm like, I, I think it's all independent and personal of how you react to those things. But any insight as to people that should, that, and that are confronted with that or how you deal with business and politics and promo at the same time? Um, any thoughts? You know, when, when we've done articles about things like that, it seems to me it's, it's not the, so much the politics that give people pause. It, it's when you get into issues like if somebody, God forbid, wanted something like a swastika on something, that's where people really just, you know, they tap out and draw the line. With politics, I think people, I would, I would like to think, Stephen, that people have the wherewithal to say, you know what, it may not be my choice, but this is my client's choice. And you know, I'm happy to decorate what they want to decorate. I think it's more the um, the unsavory kind of distasteful messaging that sure. has to do with societal things where people draw the line. Um, and I get that. I get that. I per- if you're asking me personally, I, I it, look, I'm not a supplier nor a distributor. I would not uh, turn anyone away just because they had a different political message than something that I was interested in. Because, you know, last time I checked, we, you know, this isn't Yemen. We do live in America. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. So the only negative that I've heard about uh, doing business on, on, you know, political campaigns and the promotional products industry is is payment. And uh, I've heard that there's been some issues with folks. They lose. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately like the only, the only piece of advice that I've heard that makes sense, I don't know if it actually works, but uh, ultimately if you're going to do it, just try to get prepayment or do it really early on in the campaign. That's smart. It's, I've heard that as well. And that's really smart, Jeff. Very cool. Sometimes, sometimes I, I, you know, I, I do happen to We're going to act like that was Jeff's idea. Yeah. Fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So anybody else have any other questions before we get into rapid fire? Cause we are getting to that time. I have a question for you guys. Can I do that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah, of course. No. (laughs) Um, So what, you know, I like you guys talk to people in the industry all day. And what I'm hearing right now is that holiday sales are really kind of helping to boost the industry. You know, sales were down 45%. Now they're only down, you know, 25-ish. But holiday sales are really helping. You know, for so for distributors like Steven, people, your clients wanting to, you know, have items kitted for their clients and employees, whatever. Are you guys, what are you hearing about Q1? Because I'm starting to hear people be a little bit concerned about Q1 because holidays will be over events really haven't come back. Are there other things like, I'm just curious what your opinion is on that. Um, I'll just go first. Cause to be, be perfectly honest with you, I feel like everybody's holding their breath right now until after yesterday. That's my general consensus. What I mean until after here. Friday. Well, now <laughs> who knows? You know what I mean? Day. The proverbial yesterday. Um, I, I feel like everybody. Was, yeah, I know. <laughs> PA life. <laughs> Thanks, VA. Come on, Michelle Bell. Get your state together. <laughs> um, that, but literally, I think ever. I'm not hearing anything right now, as of May. But let's get past this. And I feel like that was. I mean, I have a, my four-year-old's birthday party in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, I just can we just get past the election? <laughs> can we just? I, I, I think, I think people are optimistic. Um, you know, I, I think obviously Michelle or um, Meg, you're on the right, the, the right topic there as far as people sort of just waiting to see, you know, what's going to happen with the election first and foremost. But then ultimately, I think it just comes down to, to COVID and businesses opening back up and whatever. And we, we really don't know what's going to happen with winter. But, um, you know, it could be much of the same, but, you know, much of the same for some businesses would be really good. 
you know, like there's been some businesses that really excelled in this climate, you know, because of face masks and whatever. So I don't think that's going away. And we have started to see quite a bit of uptick in quote unquote normal promo stuff uh, within the last month or two as well. So, you know, rowing both oars, I think things are really good right now. Uh, and, and I think, like I said, people are optimistic. People are tired of being stuck at home and whatever. And I know that's not going to make the, the virus go away, but ultimately I think, you know, like I just had a call this morning with somebody in Savannah, Georgia, and they said hundred percent, everything's open back to normal completely. Like, I'm like, Hey, that's phenomenal to hear. Uh, you know, we're definitely hearing a lot of stuff coming back, but to hear somebody is a hundred percent back to normal is, is great to hear. So, uh, good for them. And, and I, I think that's, you know, hopefully you'll see more and more of that, you know, coming to light. Steven is a distributor. I'm curious. Yeah. So, um, kind of looking at our, our company wide pipeline, it's kind of how I would evaluate, like, you know, expected close dates and to figure out are some of those extending into next year's projects. Um, and I would say, you know, we had a, a fairly normal October, which is uh, like from last year even. So it, that was, that's great. And November and December look the same as previous year as well. So we're seeing a lot of great things. Um, and about 60% of those are about Q4 type of projects. So that means there are, there is a good chunk of that that's not specifically for for a December you know launch. So that could be a project that ends up closing in December and going into January or February. But traditionally, you know, our January has always been the slowest, probably the slowest month. And I think a lot of that is because there is such a rush in December. Then you know, us as salespeople we're not selling as much either with having a week off at a trade show. And, you know, so there's some, there's some things that kind of go into that. Um, but it does, it does look, it does feel a little bit like last year uh, where there are projects that will extend into the new year. Um, yeah. I think over the next 30 days though, it'll really kind of shape out for us to figure out, is it going to be, a normal January or is that all that's coming in? <laughs> so I think a lot um, of people are that way, Stephen, where January is pretty slow. And I think, you know, I think some of that is fist, you know, a lot of fiscal budgets start January. So yep. people aren't quite sure how they're going to use their budget yet for the year or haven't completely planned it out. Um, it's usually know, a planning so, month for us, you know, yeah. to really ramp up the year, but there are still, still things. So just a couple things to chime in on, on Facebook real quick, and then we'll get to rapid fire. Yeah. Um, so yep. first of all, yeah. uh, Mike, Mike Rossi, he, Michelle, you'll like this because I know where you lie. Uh, he wants to know if the, uh, if the, if the Trump cookies were orange flavored. Ha uh-huh. ha. They were not, uh, but they should have been. That would have been great. Yeah. So Mandy Rudd also chimes in and she is uh, tagging Steven just wants to say that you have a great question and uh, yes, absolutely. Of course it goes away now. Thanks people for chiming in on Facebook. Appreciate it. Basically, she was saying, yes, you should, you know, you, she, she supports the decision of taking business, even if it's, you know, from the opposite side, because uh, ultimately it is, it is business. And um, Bill Petrie of the, in the same regards had said that, yeah, you should, you should strongly uh, take that business because, you know, it's profit and you can then take that money and use it to a cause that you support, basically, even maybe the, the political side, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. that's, that's definitely a strong note. Um, so ultimately, yeah, I think that's, that, that's a lot of good information and good insight from our viewers. Um, so let's go into rapid fire. What do you think? I think let's do we, it. we should do it. Yeah. All right, Meg, you start. All right. So over COVID, you guys know how I've basically, it's like, you know, 
like a mullet, you know, uh, business in the front, party in the back, we have business on top and whatever's going on down below. <laughs> I mean, pants wise. <laughs> Sorry, I got weird. So <laughs> what am I wearing? What kind of pants or lack thereof am I wearing today? Wait, we're guessing what you're wearing or yeah. we have to tell you what we're wearing? No, no. I want you to guess what I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm going to say jeans because jeans is like, or Wednesday is the only day that you actually put anything other than sweatpants on. Very close. Very close. Go ahead, Michelle. What do you think I'm wearing? Cutoffs. Okay, Steven? Shorts. Shorts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no shoes, but <laughs> I am wearing my USA pants because I love America. <laughs> Very patriotic of you, Meg. Very patriotic of you. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, who's, who's next? Go ahead, Steven. I'll go. I'll go. What date do you plan on putting up your Christmas decorations? Uh, decorations or tree or all of the above? Yes. Uh, I, I think you can start putting decorations up anytime now. You shouldn't turn them on yet, but you can put them up while the weather is still in the 60s, at least here in the mid-Atlantic. Um, you know, I personally hate putting up Christmas lights outside when it's 30 degrees and you can't feel your freaking hands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, tree should not go up a day before Black Friday. I have to agree. <laughs> Although this year, I feel like I've seen so many people already saying they're putting their tree up. But hey, that's for crazy. you guys. Have that Christmas cheer. It's crazy. <laughs> that elf on the shelf stuff really is fun for you this year. <laughs> Look, you can start listening to music now if you want. Like I, I'm a Christmas music guy. I'll start listening to Christmas music a week or two before Thanksgiving. That's fine. Don't, don't put up the tree yet. Let things go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jeff, Everyone loves your my leggings. Everyone loves my pants. <laughs> go ahead, Michelle. Oh, um, okay. What's your favorite scent that like is so evocative that it just brings you back to a moment in time and just stops you in your tracks? Mm. I'll go. I actually smelled it the other day. We were driving down the street and there was like a fire in the distance and it was there was like the smell of campfire that like just came through the car and i was like this is nice so probably that that's a great one like fall campfire this yeah. is a really interesting question um, <laughs> I, I like this question actually there's there's a good one like the campfire is actually a really good answer uh i could go a couple different directions thank you you could go alcohol and and have some funny stories there uh, you know, some people smell a certain type of alcohol and they absolutely get oh. sick on their stomach already. Like for Southern me, Comfort. Sambuca. Sambuca. Jaeger. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't do Sambuca. Thank you, Rowan Villamec. Really appreciate that. Um, but no, I actually, there is a, I don't know why, but I, I love it. It's a, there's a, actually a, a candle called uh, warm pipe tobacco is the scent. Mm. And it smells really good. Doesn't sound like it would smell good. Smells really it good. It does. No, I, I would love that too. I love yeah. that smell. Megan? Oh, my, mine's so weird. Um, it's, a sh it's a shampoo from like the 80s. What is it? <laughs> Do you guys remember Finesse? Yeah. So I remember, it was so strong. My friend Carolyn, when we were growing up, used to wear it and it's, her hair always used to smell. I mean, I literally remember that smell and I smelled it the other, maybe like a couple weeks ago when something, I was like, you should have had your answer as Carolyn's hair. It would have been weird. Carolyn's hair, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I haven't seen her probably in 20 years either. I mean, literally. So, um, but yeah, we, we used to always hang out, go like every Sunday we'd go to church together. And I, I just always- Smell each other's hair. It's weird, right? It's weird. I'm sorry, Carolyn. 
I remember. A couple folks from Facebook want to want to play the game as well. Uh, yeah. Randy Ken says Fireball. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then Mandy Rudd, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I don't know if this is a joke or if this is. <laughs> so Mandy Mandy says Polo Cologne reminds her of boys in 1960 or 1986. Yes, 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 yes. I get that. <laughs> I have some of that. <laughs> Michelle, Fair what's enough. yours? Uh, you know, it's two things. It's Chris, the smell of Christmas trees and copper tone. I love the smell of copper tone just makes me happy because it reminds me of the summer and being at the beach. Ha Jersey Shore, Avalon. <laughs> why is it going to be why is it going to be copper tone? You got something against like the uh what's the, what, Australian gold or banana boat? I, I think yeah. it's just cuz what my mom used when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> copper tone and Christmas trees. Fair enough. All right, Jeff, you're rapid fire. Oh Lord, man. See, this is Meg, you, you really switched it up on us. And I was trying to think of a question for Michelle and now I've got to ask a question to all of you. So I'm going to be lame and I'm just going to ask your favorite promo product. <laughs> it's lame. I know you changed up on me literally a minute before the podcast. <laughs> favorite Halloween candy. Favorite Halloween okay, yeah, yeah, candy. There you go. Hey, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Thank you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Kit Kat. Yeah, not everybody wants it's. It's not called rapid fire or anything. Don't you know? I'm mine, done. I did my mine part. Is take five, and you can only find them in bags at Halloween. So I call it the unicorn of candy. And when I find them, Jeff, I buy. I swear to God, a hundred bags and hoard them like a nut. What was that again? Take five bars. Oh, take five. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Definitely. Meg. Gosh, I don't. So I've been doing this eight-week challenge, and I haven't had like many carbs or sugar, but. Adeline came home with a whole bag of candy the other day and I ate like seven Reese's <laughs> and they were so good. But then I had a Snickers and I was like, oh my gosh. So between Reese's and Snickers, I'd have to say. Yeah, I love a good Snickers, but I'd have to say Reese's or Butterfinger, actually. Butterfinger, that's right. That's right. Yes, yeah. Butterfinger. So Logo Jojo also chimes in and says fresh coffee. I think we could all probably really appreciate this with this Ooh, that's a good one. question. Yeah, that's so that, a good that's, one. Yes, that really hits home, especially today when you were up until 4.30 in the morning and are probably <laughs> done fisting cups of coffee right now. What, what would you put? Um, is there a good item you could put the coffee in? Yeah, uh, yeah I think you could probably find some, some pretty good tumblers or something, maybe, maybe from a company called uh, Tervis. Would that maybe ring a bell? I really appreciate the layup there, Stephen. That was great. Great segue into our sponsor, Tervis. All right. Been around since 1946, starting with their classic line. Sleek Styles makes this perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. Backed by a made-for-life guarantee, Tervis is the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold. Stephen's favorite line. Uh, available in several sizes, including a sippy cup, wine glass, both stemmed and stemless for the fancy folks. Uh, 10 ounce wavy, 16 ounce mug, 16 ounce and 24 ounce tumblers and a 24 ounce water bottle. They're made from Triton plastic, made in America. Uh, there you go, back to the USA made uh, products. Lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe and BPA free. Check them out at servicepromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did, I promise you. And uh, I think that's gonna do it. Anybody else have any closing questions or remarks? Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, yeah. Thank you. It was great. Thank you. No. And, you know, I just think at the end of this, guys, we are all friends. And I think just promo family, we're all family. So remember that no matter who ends up being our 
leader next week or next month or whenever. But <laughs> was it Tropic Thunder? Is ELE? Everybody love everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, with that being said, goodbye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.